Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my co-host who can throw it over them there mountains over there. Mozzie. Uh, definitely. Definitely can do that. Um, <laughs> just had a draft. The hat was in the unfortunate position of kind of being forced to take McCaffrey. I had picked number two, which I'm not like upset about. I'm just very, very, very anxious about because obviously the past two years haven't gone well for him. But, you know, when you're in that position, you kind of just have to roll with it and hope it works out. Yeah, I'm I'm personally not as wary about him this year as, you know, a fair amount of people seem to be. It, there's like a big split on him. It's But when he's healthy, he's a true, true stud. Truly outrageous. So... I I hope he does well for you this year, though. You do have some AFC West members on your team, though. I usually have a lot, don't you? I think I actually do. Good point. Because I have Herbert and Allen, and I have Javante and Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I also have Gordon, because he's kind of my Javante handcuff. And you you have a little bit of the other West, too. So. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of West going on. West on the brain. I guess that affected me. You're going to have a lot of sweaty matchups then waiting for the 4 p.m. games. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Oh, my boy's going to be sweaty. <laughs> Maximum sweat, sir. <laughs> Can't go any higher. He soaked through his tie. <laughs> oh, what have you seen um, I Think You Should Leave? It's uh, like a skit show. No. They have this one where the joke is, like, it's a shirt with, like, a knob on it that you grab the knob and, like, fan out your shirt because you get sweaty. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you need one of those. those. <laughs> I Sign what me they call the it. fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need some ex- extra DL. So, we have the the AFC West. We saved, I think, the best division for last. Yeah, uh, I think we this feel- is the most contentious <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty even division. I have almost the same record for everybody. Um, but we do, I think, have the Chiefs up top still, despite losing Tyreek. Mm-hmm. So that's. I don't want to say yeah. it's a hot take, but I do think it's the common sense take that is maybe being overlooked. You're getting a lot of hype for the Broncos, which is normal getting a lot of hype for the Chargers because this happens every year and you're getting a good amount of hype for the Raiders too. The Chiefs are kind of flying under the radar, but at the end of the day, they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and I will not give the division to anybody else until they prove to me they can beat that. That's yeah. the reality of it. <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah, I think the loss of Tyreek may take them a little bit to get over, but they, they've had this, you know, core has at least had some games where Tyreek's been out, so they're a little bit more adjusted to it. But they have kind of filled in that gap with Juju and MVS here and Sky Moore. So they've 
they they're not just losing Tyreek and having a huge void. They're 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 replacing it um, with I think a a bevy of guys instead of just one, which has you know the downside of you don't have Tyreek anymore, but the upside of you actually have a viable third option in the receiving game now. Right. That's kind of the big issue. Their their core is still fantastic. They have a great O line, a great tight end, and a fucking great quarterback. Yeah, the, the having <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we can understate how much having Patrick Mahomes keeps them in the race at all times. And you know, I think they still have enough talent to keep them in, in the lead. My so one of my thoughts with the Chiefs is I I think that more so they'll take this and continue to step forward than like regress with no Tyreek. I'm not saying they're gonna instantly be amazing. It could take a little bit, but I'm more of the thought that we might see Mahomes begin his ascension into like truly unbeatable football cyborg as he learns to play in the style of offense that isn't just, you know, fuck it Tyreek's there somewhere and oh I'm in trouble, here's Kelsey. Like Right. That that was those were the two buttons or more and so and run is the third button. Now he's still got Kelsey, so you know he has that button. He can still run, but now there's different ones of Juju, MVS. I'm not gonna run McCall, McCall Hardman, but you know maybe Ceh kind of finally becomes a bigger part of the offense. So having and he's talked about how he actually reads defenses now, which is still funny to think about. May it might be a thing where this is where he learns to. Like, not large but like, starts to do more around the whole area of the field because there was a struggle point last year where teams just took away the deep game and the Chiefs had a hard time adapting and they started they started to adapt more and I think that kind of prepared them for this year without Tyreek where they're used to that now teams aren't going to do that as much and like block the deep game with Tyreek gone it's still well, some because it's Mahomes but right I think they might be able to. Do Make defenses pay a little more because, like, Mahomes is still has a cannon. MVS will go deep. They'll probably send Juju deep some too. Like, but it's not going to be just as binary for the defense at this point. I completely agree. I think it could be one of Mahomes's like best seasons, and not necessarily from a fantasy or statistical standpoint because he had that one year that was incredible. Yeah. But I do think this might be some of the best football you ever see Mahomes play. Yeah. I, As a Raiders fan, I'm scared of what he's going to turn into. Because <laughs> we know Andy Reid is kind of like one of the biggest users of a spread out kind of offense, and now they have a bunch of speedy guys and taking Mahomes' football, you know, intangible qualities and having to rely on those and use them it it could just be awesome it really could mm-hmm. be. yeah and i didn't even in all that like i mentioned sky more at start but i gotta even talk about like what he's gonna be to the offense too i think they're gonna have a lot of a lot of fun having more more spread around which will make it a little more annoying for fantasy and i think it's gonna be kind of a dfs not headache we might we might see like oh juju's the clear other guy besides Kelsey or maybe it's a big even split I don't know my main curiosity is uh what's gonna happen at running back I I'm not a CH truther per se okay when he was drafted by the Chiefs I did jump on the 
dra- there's there's no too early to draft him kind of thing, and that backfired. It happens. Um, but you know, coming out, I wasn't like this guy's amazing. Um, right. However, the slander's gone too far. People are like talking, talking. Okay. I did we even talk about Isaiah Pacheco? Is that how you say his name before the draft? Like he wasn't really on my radar. Now the Chiefs draft him, and he's like an athletic freak. And, like, everyone's like, oh, this guy is the new hotness. And I, I don't even know when they took him. Like, I don't expect him to just, like, take CH's job. Like, I feel like Clyde is still the guy for now. They, they're they carrying Ronald Jones still, too. And for me, that more so signals they don't feel amazing about their depth options. Not like, oh, Ronald Jones is great. It's more so like, oh, I don't know if... Either of these guys is a guy we could rely on after CEH and McKinnon. So, like, they've got a great O-line, too. Like, we might see a good Clyde year, too. Like, yeah. if if we're talking about, like, Mahomes being good but not as fantasy good, that could be a slightly different slower offense or more Clyde. There's a lot of ways it could go, but I think Clyde is just dropping too far in drafts and getting slandered a bit too much. I would agree, especially considering he has an amazing O-line, and he seems to be healthy after dealing with shit last year. Um, Pacheco or Pacheco was like a seventh rounder. I'm, it's possible that he just wows people, but it's more than likely it's Clyde and then McKinnon. Yeah, like, he's a seventh round pick, guys. Come on, let's not, let's not forget about that. He, they, he just got picked in the seventh round. Now, I know once you're on rosters, doesn't matter as much, but... Like, if they cared more, they might have taken him sooner, and no one else took him sooner. Right. Listen, it's football. Shit happens. But, yeah. I'm not putting my eggs in that basket quite yet. No. Me neither. Mm-hmm. But, moral of the story is, we feel good about the Chiefs this year. Yeah, it's going to be different, be but, yeah. <laughs> Did we say we have them 12-5? We have them 12-5. Yep. Because they're in the best division, so... Tough schedule. <laughs> they they do hard. have an, a really tough schedule, which we've said for a lot of teams. Um, I would probably say the uh, the other one we were talking about, was it the Cardinals? Have yeah. A really tough one. I still think the Chiefs have a hard one as well because they have the Cardinals, the Chargers, the Colts, the Bucks, the Raiders twice, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. They yeah, have a few the... gimmies, but not many. The losses I've given them are at Tampa, at the Chargers, at Cincy, at Denver. So, like, at Vegas. I have them losing their away division games and then at Tampa and at Cincy. Like, yeah, that's all totally reasonable. Like, I I have this whole division splitting with each other. I don't know if, it'll, if that'll exactly happen or if it'll be home aways or what, but I gave them all splits because I'm like, these teams are all really good. And the... <laughs> This might be the year the Raiders finally don't just get, like, dominated by the Chiefs, too. <laughs> I hope so. That's what I did. When doing the West, I split all of the division games. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't try to think too much into it. I was just, I'm giving them all a split here. Yeah, I think I might have done the same with the NFC East, except for maybe, like, one of Philly Giants. I don't know. But it might have also been a split there, because that division, again, just beats the shit out of each other. So... Yeah. <laughs> But next up, we've got the Broncos, who you've got around 11 to 6. I have them at, I put them in 12 and 5 in my second run, but my first run I had 10, so probably 11 as well to split it even. You know, 
yeah, 11, 12, that range, just under the Chiefs. But I think we kind of have them a little above the other guys. Um, so you, you've kind of been not anti-Bronco, but anti-Bronco hype. So it's why been, is that? It's been bothering me a little bit because there's a lot we just don't know. Oh, my God. There is a full-on motorcade passing by my apartment right now. Um <laughs> There's a lot we don't know about the Broncos. <laughs> the I motorcycles came by. No, I was thinking of like, they're, they're all like, let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Let's Bronco ride County, let's ride. <laughs> they um, knew so we were starting the Broncos. Exactly. They knew. <laughs> Out in the West with the Harleys. They got a... So my biggest thing with the Broncos is they have a lot of unknowns. They have... A brand new head coach in Nathaniel Hackett, who was the offensive coordinator for the Packers. And quite frankly, I am not going to just pick him to win a division when I've never seen him be a head coach. And he was the offensive coordinator for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, my God. Holy shit. You were successful. Great. Um, they also got zero offensive points against the Niners in the NFC championship game. So like, I'm not super high on Hackett. Uh, that's, and that's where I'm at right now. He could prove me wrong, but I'm just not. And I think that Russ is good enough to, you know, be fine with that, but I'm not going to just crown him winner of the West <laughs> just cause he has Russ. I think that he'll get out coached by, potentially the other three coaches in that division um and especially reed now the broncos have a really good secondary which is very useful in this division but it's not as great of a defense in some ways than i originally thought they did lose a number of people obviously like their secondary but their linebackers are a little bit weak um and they're pass rush their rushers are a little bit weak they have bradley chubb but they lost a lot of other people yeah i uh when i was going through the defensive fronts i put them as like just above average i think they had enough of a solid like they've got like purcell and jones in the middle they got like said bradley chubb randy gregory jonathan cooper um they got like enough talent and jo- Josie Jewell because he got hurt last year, if I recall. Josie Jewell did like really early, so they're gonna be getting him back, and that's he's like one of the top linebackers, like I dare I say in the league, like he's pretty good. Yeah. So maybe not like top five, but I'd say top like twelve, fifteen. He's really good, I think personally, especially for what they do, given how like they're like given how much I like to rush the passer, like. He kind of fits in a good mold for them. They definitely are good. Like, I think they'll be good against the run. And I think that they'll be pretty good in single matchups against the pass. What worries me for them is just getting to the quarterback. And I still think they'll be good at that. But against really good O-lines, I think they'll struggle a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking through. My concern kind of is their their depth a bit. Um, although I mean, I guess it's kind of asking a lot to have depth everywhere. But uh, the, the, okay, their line they do, but linebacker if they lose anyone, they're kind of screwed. Right. 
which as a Raiders fan that can that can pile up fast. <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think the immediate reaction was like, oh, Russ is with the Broncos. They're a Super Bowl team. And I think that it might be, um, I think it might take a year if I had, if I had to guess. Yeah. This team is pretty good on paper, of course. Um, and I don't expect their offense to really have much issue because Russ is really good. And he is. the last like two years, especially last year, because he came back immediately from a finger fracture surgery like he probably shouldn't have come back but he did and he looked you know a lot more normal but i'm assuming that he'll be back to typical rust this year at least i'm expecting that and i think people have forgotten how good he is and i i I agree obviously the yeah the the no mvp votes thing is always one that comes up and like Obviously, I, you know, I think he has deserved some at some points, but like, he's just had, you know, other guys having crazy good years, and he's been in Seattle where he hasn't been relied on to like put up big numbers, and when you don't put up big old numbers like Rodgers and Matt Ryan and whomever and Mahomes, like, you're not gonna be considered as much. So, and the Seahawks, you know, they had their Super Bowl run, plural. <laughs> like that's the thing like he's won super bowl too people you know people are kind of jumbled on russ a bit too much but anyway yeah i don't have any worries with the offense i have worries yeah. with second half adjustments and in-game coaching decisions against the division that's kind mm-hmm. of where i'm docking them like a win or two even though i think they will have all the makings of a solid team i just yeah. think that there's a few of those little things that are going to cost them uh-huh. And so one thing that, like, as you're talking about uh, Hackett, it made me think of Staley last year. I was pretty gung-ho on the Chargers last year, but, you know, Staley was new. And, like, I, I didn't necessarily account for that enough. I think that's kind of something we need to account for. Like, Hackett, which we're doing here, which some people might not be doing, is, like, even if this team is really good and Hackett ends up fine, like, it's still his first year. And... This is there's a lot of new pieces. This offense still has to learn to mesh. They have to get used to new systems on offense and defense because like the whole coaching staff's new. And I think because we've seen Russ overcome suboptimal situations in coaching, we're not worried about the offense that much. But like it could be a slower start, and especially for the defense, that it might be more of like, well, okay, San Seattle. It might be more of like a second half of the year defense. So. In a tough division, it's hard to put them past a certain number of wins because, like, they're going to split division. And I'm I'm giving them some wins over other teams and where they finished low last year. They're getting some easier matchups they in their division mates, I believe. Um, Like, they get the Jets. They get Jacksonville. They get Seattle and Houston. They get a lot more give-me's than the other ones. Yeah, so that's boosting them a bit. But they also get obviously get their division in some hard matchups. Like, I've got them losing outside of division at Baltimore at the Rams. Like Their last six games are brutal, though. Baltimore, Kansas City, Arizona, Rams, Kansas City, Chargers. Ooh, that's yeah. tough. Thankfully for them, that comes later, which that's probably going to be beneficial for them since right. they're such a you know new team. And as we transition to the Chargers, this is kind of a perfect fit the chargers are like almost the same fucking team they've hardly chased anything (laughs) like 
the Broncos, we didn't go over all their changes. Um, they have Randy Gregory, DJ Jones, lost Weatherly. Like, obviously got Russ and Fant. Or sorry, got Russ, lost Fant. Um, they have Greg Dolchich now. Um, they drafted a bunch of defensive guys. Like, there's a lot of changes. They lost Shelby Harris. So much is new there. And it might be kind of hard to predict, you know, just anything about their team, especially, like, if we're talking fantasy-wise, like, where Russ is going to lock in and whose roles are going to be what. And, you know, we maybe we expect this, this, that from Javante Melvo split and it doesn't happen that way or we think Hamler is going to be a thing and it doesn't turn out that way or something, you know, which, I, right. again, don't forget about Hamler, by the way. I do think he'll be a thing. Um, but when you look at the Chargers, like, they changed a couple things on defense. They brought in a few guys and they lost a few guys. But on offense, literally the only change is switching Gerald Everett for um, who they get. Sorry, switching Gerald Everett in for Jared Cook. Who did Jared Cook retire? Is he a free agent? I don't know. But that's that's like the only offensive switch. And they gained they gained a lineman in the draft. So. Like their offense is like the exact same, so that they that, that part's not going to be hard to predict. The defense they they said they brought in Cleo Mack, Van Noy, Spaston Jones, J.C. Jackson lost, Nwosu and Justin Jones, so a little bit of change there. But for the most part, I think we can expect like almost the same thing from the Chargers. Um, just hopefully for them, Sands like Chargers cursedness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one game last year where they lost to Houston was just mm-hmm. killed them. Yeah, they were they were tough. Um, they're cursed. You know, I was glad to see the Raiders beat them, and <laughs> that was I think that was a moment for Staley where he's going to be a bit hardened from that uh, when they you know fucked them on the tie thing. Because I mean, if you're the Raiders, you don't want to see the Chargers get in the playoffs. You want to knock them out. They're your divisional opponent too. Like fuck them. Right. So <laughs> fuck them. Um, yeah. Last season they were nine and eight. Um, so, like I said, they got as close to the playoffs as you can possibly get without actually getting there. Um, <laughs> they were actually in t- ten one score games and they went five and five. Um, so I mean, which you know sounds about right. You know, you should win half your one score games about, but like. I feel like I expected them to win more of those, given like how aggressive they are, how talented they are. Like this team should be winning. Like, they, I feel like they should have gone like seven and three in their one score games with how good they are and what they have on offense and like how, like how again like how they coach on offense. So, and not even that. Like maybe like you said, if they don't get ramrod by the Texans in week sixteen or something, they figure it out. Um, but. I so I've got them eleven and six. They imp- I think they improved a little bit. Um, and Staley's got a year under his belt. They've got a, another year meshed. Um, I think they even have the ceiling to win fourteen games, but they're yeah. still the Chargers. So I'm gonna keep them at eleven. But I think they make the playoffs this year. I'm in the same boat. I my first pass, I had them go winning fourteen games, and I was like, all right, I can't do this again. So I just like went back and changed a few things. I ended up around ten and seven. I think eleven and six is also realistic. It's their roster is just so fucking good, and I yeah. just I'm at this mental impasse where I'm like, I have to like convince myself that they're gonna lose some weird games down the stretch that they shouldn't. Um, but like the acquisition of Khalil Mack, uh, alongside Joey Bosa, 
then you also have what seems to be a complete secondary. I have some questions for J.C. Jackson, but they also have a well, Sante Samuel Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be good outside of the Patriots system would be my question. <laughs> you had a really That's big fair. paycheck, and I have questions whether or not he can live up to that. Um, but they also have, you know, Kyle Van Noy, who we know is good. Uh, Derwin James and Nasir Adderley. Their line is very good after snagging Corey Lindsley from the Packers and drafting Rashawn Slater. Like, this team is stacked. This team should win 12 games minimum. I They are the Chargers, so I put them at around 10 or 11. But they're, they're going to be really good. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, they're right. So I, I did give them one fuck-up loss. I did too. I, the one I chose was at Houston again, actually, to make it funny. But um, th- like they're gonna, like every team's gonna fuck up one. But like, oh, mine was Miami. Uh I I gave them that one. Yeah, what uh, that one's probably more realistic for them to lose too. Yeah. So, and it's it's tough. And like I have them losing at San Fran, but they could easily win that one too. Like if they beat Houston and San Fran, and they go win in Indy, like. It, like they they could realistically win all of their non division games and like split their division and get the fourteen wins. That's that's kind of the ceiling I had. Yep. And that's not far fetched, but I need to see them not be stupid <laughs> and lose yeah. stupid games. That's it's it's one of those we need to see you prove it things. Like we need this division to prove they can compete with the Chiefs and win the division. We need the Chargers and Vikings to prove they're not cursed. So but yeah. yeah, I do like your point of this is now Staley's second year as a Mm -hmm. head coach. And I do think that that is, you know, important. I think that that'll make a big difference, especially in those one score games. Uh Uh-huh. And cause like, I thought like I was high on the Chargers last year and then we saw how it went exactly, but they were, I didn't feel bad about that take. Like it, it just didn't break right for them a lot of times and they fucked away a game or two. So, they weren't as good as I thought, but they were still pretty solid. And one thing with them, I guess leaking a bit into week one, is I love how consistent their team is from last year to this year. And it makes me feel great about stacking them early on in the year, because I know what to expect. And um, they're actually going to be playing the Raiders week one, and you can run it back with Devontae. And he was the big prize grab for them this offseason. They also added some, you know, Roll guys actually need to remove Demarcus Robinson because he's no longer with them and he's a Raven. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they brought in Keelan Cole. He's still on the roster. Um, Chandler Jones. So this team is in obviously win now mode with Devonte and Carr near the end of his contract and everything. They got Rocky Sin. Um, they lost Yannick Ngakwe. They did lose Casey Hayward, which hurts. Um, they have a whole new coaching staff. I'm going to see a lot of changes there in their offense. Um, and I hope they don't actually use Amir Abdullah like I've heard. That would piss me off. Amir Abdullah should not be on the field while Josh Jacobs is healthy. Uh, <laughs> they So they don't have Kenny and Drake anymore. So it sounds like Zamir White or Brandon Bolden or again, Amir fucking Abdullah will get some work. But I hope it's all Josh Jacobs personally because he can actually catch passes and do that stuff. We I assume we're going to see a lot of mixing around of sets. Like, here's what I'm expecting. Obviously, you're going to have to three receiver sets with, you know, Renfro on the slot. Um, 
Devontae outside. I'm, I'm not even sure how they're going to do their third receiver spot. Like, that, that's going to be kind of a hodgepodge. I think they've talked about fighting for that. But we're going to see a lot of two receiver sets, too, probably. Um, because of that issue, we might see a lot of two tight end sets. I could see them doing two running back sets where they have Jacobs and Bolden out there. Or they might want Moreau because this O-line is not the elite unit it used to be. So... We're gonna, I feel like we're going to see a lot of different sets out of this team, but we're going to have the consistency of Adams because, you know, Carr knows him, Renfro, Jacobs might be hit or miss. Waller, I think, is like all good. I know the issue with him was quote-unquote hamstring, but I think realistically mostly contract. I think they might have that figured out, but... Um, Last I saw was five days ago. They were nearing a huge extension, but I've seen no update. So I don't know. It's, it's concerning that he's like not been around at all. Yeah, I uh, especially with the new offense. Like that's the big kind of right. I, I think have. about what McDaniel's has done with the Patriots offense the past few years, and the, there's essentially one guy that I think will be consistent, and reliable, and that's Hunter Renfro. I think Waller is Waller so he'll still be good. And I, but I do think he will get a lot of red zone looks. And then I think Devonte and Carr just have a very natural rapport that will keep him very good as well, but perhaps inconsistently so. Um hopefully not, but <laughs> Devonte's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh defensively, I it's kind of hard to evaluate with the Raiders. <laughs> Obviously, love Max Crosby. I like Chandler Jones, and you have both of them there. So there's a pass rush. That's great. I don't think their interior line is very good on defense. Um, but when they trapped with Clone Farrell there. <sighs> anyway, yeah, that tilts I, me to this day. Me too, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I still like their linebackers more than I did before because I like Divine Diablo and Denzel Perryman as a duo. Yeah, I the Devon Diablo ended up working out as literally box safety convert to linebacker. Like I, we all saw that, we knew that was coming. It right. worked, so and it worked. Um, and then they have Rocky Sin. I'm not super high on him, but I'm also not super against him. I think he needed a you know change of scenery there. Uh huh. Um, so they have s- some holes there in the defense, but it's definitely not bad. Yeah, and then one like thing was. Hobbs ended up being like a surprise, really awesome player in the fucking fifth round. So yeah. that was a nice, <laughs> nice pick, and they they definitely need some strength there with with uh, Hayward gone. So yeah, I'm I'm not yeah I'm gl- I'm glad they've got some stuff figured out on defense because like with you know Abram and uh, Clown Farrell and all these busts of picks they've had recently. The defenders are just falling apart, so I'm glad they've kind of pieced together some, not fully, but some, uh, in a hurry. It's been a, it's been an interesting ride. I know a lot of people are going to be down on McDaniel's, but I'll be the first to say I actually believe in this union. Um, I really do. There, I mean, obviously NFL owners hire bad people all the time, but. A lot of people around the league really, really respect McDaniel's as an offensive play caller, mm-hmm. and 
I like that he admitted his mistakes and what he did wrong when he became a head coach the first time. I think he's learned from that. I like that he said, I have plans for these players, and that's why I want to be here, which was Renfro and Waller. Um, I always, you know, am wary of coaches that come in and then just try to implement a scheme that doesn't work with the players or personnel they currently have, and he's clearly not done that, which is great. Um, So... I do have them around 9, 10 wins. Uh, I, I do think they have some roster gaps that will limit their ceiling. But at the same time, I think they have a pretty good floor. I think they're yeah. right around that spot. I, so I also gave them 11, which means if I've got, if I think Chargers make playoffs, like it either means Raiders get fucked out or I'm wrong on the Chargers and someone gets, you know, the short end of the stick in this division there's a potential that four teams make it. I'm not, I don't think it's super likely because it's hard. Like they all have to do super well aside from that. But like, I don't think it's like at all unrealistic to see only one team from the East and one team from the South make it. And so, you know, right. depending on how the North goes, like it's possible four teams could make it from here. Yeah. Their uh their O line was the was a big reason for me not giving them more wins, even though I don't think it's gonna be as big of an issue as maybe I initially anticipated. Um mm-hmm. but their O line does still concern me the most of any team in that division. Yeah, it's it's a bummer that Gruden kind of bastardized this offensive line and made Trent Brown not want to be there and shipped away Wyman to the fucking Seahawks and sorry, was it Seahawks too or just Cardinals anyway both. to the to the NFC West yeah I think it was both for fucking you know cookies and peanuts and Cracker Jacks and bullshit like <laughs> pissed me off see I'm looking through it like so I, I it's I don't think four will make it because I think two from the north will make it because they have a little bit of an easier path like presumably Bengals and Ravens so one of them would really have to falter I think the Steelers would have to not be in record contention so like Either I'm wrong and Chargers miss, which I hope, you know, I hope the Raiders make it, um, or the Raiders are outside looking in. Maybe the Broncos aren't what we think. Like, it's going to be a fucking dogfight, and it's going to come down to probably the last week again. But these AFC West games are going to be fucking gnarly and super important. They're all going to be amazing games, I feel like, because they're going to be so necessary for the tiebreakers. Like, yep. Oh. Yeah, will win. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the, the it works out. There's a lot of change with some of this. Um, like Raiders have a lot of change, Broncos have a lot of change, Chiefs have a good amount of change, and the Chargers are the consistent one. So like, I'm not saying like that's going to be an edge, but it could be like an edge for them over Broncos and Raiders in that sense, especially like week one. Like I'm giving that like it's in, it's. Chargers are home team, and I'm giving that to them because they're they're consistent. And it's Raiders' first game, and it's in LA. But going to like they go to Kansas City, lose that, and so. But yeah, we kind of predict all of these teams to potentially get double digit wins, and that's awesome. This division, I'm glad I'm not a part of it with my Jets, because <laughs> um, then we would never. Well, you know, it doesn't actually matter what. Do, but we <laughs> You're like do anything. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the AFC is disgusting. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the AFC is definitely the better division. Um, 
obviously the Super Bowl winner last year came out of the NFC, but the AFC Championship is always like great TV. I feel like now, or should be great TV now. Oh yeah, it it shifts every few years though. Like just like four years ago, we were like, oh the NFC is so much better, and then all the quarterbacks went to the AFC, and we're like, the AFC is so much better. It's just wherever the quarterbacks are. Yeah, all the good quarterbacks are in the yeah. AFC. Like before, we had Lamar, Burrow, Jalen, Mahomes. Russ and the Seahawks were still good. Like, yeah. Now it's just like kind of Brady all alone in the NFC. Right. Fuck that guy, right? That's why I went to the fucking Bucks. He was like, get me yeah. out of the AFC, dude. This is He's awesome. like, this sucks shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't beat up on the Bills anymore. Fuck this. Fuck. <laughs> I love doing that. Oh, man. But that, I think, will wrap up the uh, AFC West. You know, wraps up the, I guess we'll say AFC best. Maybe AFC best. I mean, it's the best division. So, but yeah, but next time you hear us, it will be to preview week one. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be previewing week one. Um, unfortunately for week two, uh, I'm gone from like Tuesday, like later on Tuesday through Saturday. I don't remember what time Saturday. So it might be tough for us to get week run review. We two preview up. We'll do what we can schedule-wise. It might be tough. If we can't get a podcast up, we will have something for people to read or like tweets or articles or something. Maybe Mazio Solo said, we'll figure it out. We'll get something for week one review and week two preview up, even if it's not our sweet voices in your ears. Um, but until then, until week one, it'll, it won't take long. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm excited to get this season going. Um, you could find us um, and our wonderful writing that, you know, can supplement or maybe occasionally replace the audio form on uh, mozzieandthemuscle.com. Uh, we're on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle, and we will be back soon for week one.